This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, it's Mike Smith filling in for Simi. The tent city at Oppenheimer Park in Vancouver has been going for more than a year. A lot of people who were critics of that tent city and wanted it shut down had been predicting it was only a matter of time before someone lost their life down there. Sadly, those predictions have now come true with the first homicide of the year in the city of Vancouver uh, related to violence at Oppenheimer Park. Police uh, investigating after a man was assaulted at the park on New Year's Day. He died yesterday in hospital. Police have invest- uh, identifying the victim, 62-year-old Jesus Cristobal Esteban. Is this more evidence now that that park is dangerous and should be shut down? Let's check in now with Vancouver City Councilor Sarah Kirby Young. Councilor, thank you for coming on. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Okay, this is a, a, a sad day to hear about this, this homicide related to the park. A lot of people saw it coming. Your thoughts on what's happened here? Uh, well, I think you said it, Mike. It, it, is, it is really sad. It's not surprising. I think um, I, along with others, said that God forbid that we would have a homicide and we could potentially if the situation was unchecked and that's what we have now. I think we need to be careful to get the facts. I know Vancouver Police are just releasing those now. We know the uh, identity of the victim. Uh, we don't have details yet about if there's sort of any criminality um, with the individuals involved um, on both sides. But regardless, I think that this speaks to what the Vancouver Police have been talking about and advising the Vancouver Park Board that they feel the situation in the park is unsafe and they don't sanction the continued encampment in the park. Do you believe the park should be shut down? I do. I like think it's the, time the for city. an injunction. And I think, I think it's time. I think there's, there are no human rights that trump or triumph over the loss of life, um, period. And that's what we're seeing right now. And so we need to put that first. Um, we need to get people into the housing available. It's not perfect. Not everybody you know, liked all of the housing that was available, but there was housing offered in August. And letting this situation carry on is just not good for everybody. It's not safe. Um, and uh, I really fear for sort of innocent victims in the park and, and around in the neighborhood who are increasingly scared, and they should be. Right. There's been a lot of people have been raising the alarm about the danger of the tent city, including first responders, police, paramedics, and firefighters who've been called out frequently to the tent city in Oppenheimer Park and warning that there was a lot of danger down there, that people were being preyed upon. Uh, there's violence, there's weapons, there's a lot of drug dealing going on. And that it was, as as you mentioned, like a lot of people were saying, it just it just seemed to be like a matter of time before we had yeah. to cover a story like this of a homicide re- related to that to that park. When you have talked to those first responders of the police, what do they tell you is the situation down there in terms of the danger to people? Well, I talk regularly with uh, talk with the you know senior VPD officials. I talk regularly with our fire chief, and our fire chief has said he's really concerned that uh, yeah. <laughs> he was really just concerned around. Um, sort of unintended harm or, you know, potential injuries or deaths due to things like tents and fires. Um, and so that was one thing that our professional staff have told the Vancouver Park Board repeatedly, uh, as well as council. Um, in terms of the Vancouver Police, um, we hear that those officers won't go in the park alone at night. They won't go in in twos. They're going in, in in larger groups now. And if our first responders that are there to protect people don't feel safe, that's a warning sign. Um, and when you have all your professional staff saying, look, this situation can't continue, we don't sanction it, we don't support it, um, and we're standing up and saying that, then I think the elected officials need to listen. I'm really at a loss as to what the Vancouver Park Board is doing. They said that they wanted to move forward 
towards a voluntary decampment and they wanted to do a study and figure out what the housing needs are. Well, last time I checked, they're in the business of parks, not housing. The city already has a housing department. We've worked closely with BC Housing. That work um, has been done. There's a huge outreach that has happened with the residents in Oppenheimer Park, and it's time to move forward. So if this doesn't get the park board to do it, I don't know what will, but it's absolutely irresponsible and for them not to take action. They need to do it, and they need to do it right now. Speaking to Vancouver City Councillor Sarah Kirby-Young, when you talk to supporters of the residents of, of the park who think it should be allowed to continue, it should not be shut down, you know, quite often you hear people say, well, look, these are the poorest of the poor, these are very vulnerable people who got nowhere else to go, and I think in many cases that's absolutely true. But I think the tragedy is there's, there are bad people down there who will go down there and prey on these people, and... Your, your city, your counts, your uh, colleague on city council uh, said, Melissa DiGenova told me earlier in the show that some of the people down there are like sitting ducks as, as they're being preyed upon. They are, they are marginalized people, and we do need to look after them and take care of them, and that's why the city came up with a housing plan to support them. Um, but they are, the longer the situation goes on, they're being preyed on um, yeah. by people because they are vulnerable. And so... You know, again, I go back to it's, it's about taking care of the people in the park and they need help, but so do the residents of the area that need mm-hmm. the right to sort of feel safe in their neighborhood. Um, and they're increasingly not. We've got seniors down there. We've got, you know, some people, families down there. We've got residents that are actually trying to use that park and just be still safe walking around their neighborhood. So I think that uh, this isn't about not taking care of the people. This is about looking at the risk, and the risk is too great to leave the encampment the way it is. Okay, the hesitancy by the park board to shut the tent city down is the, the most common excuse you hear or explanation is that there's nowhere to put these people. They don't have enough, there's not enough adequate housing to rehouse these people if they're moved out of the tent city. What do you think about that? Like if, if we got an injunction to shut the tent city down, which I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you that maybe that needs to be done, but where do, they, where do you go? What do you do with them? Well, I think I go back to saying that in August, the city worked really hard with BC Housing and Partners to make sure there was enough housing together before they wanted to move forward with the adjunction in August. And that plan was in place and there was housing for every single identified individual in that park. And the park board said no. They wanted it to be a voluntary decampment. Um, and there's a few people down there that I believe are using this as an opportunity, as an activist um, opportunity. Um, and I don't think that they have the best interests of those people at heart. So calling a spade a spade, that's the reality. And we do need to, we can get people into housing. We had a plan to do it. Um, and it's the reason that hasn't happened is just because of the Vancouver Park Board. Okay, the activists that you mentioned, Councillor, that maybe have a, a, a different motivation, in your opinion, what is that motivation? Like, why, are, why do some people want to see the tent city continue? Well, I think it's an opportunity to bring attention to the real, very real challenges of homelessness that we sure. have in the city um, and addiction, but I, I can reassure you that the city is really well aware of these, and um, ha- having people continue to be there is not going to make that situation better. So I try to look at its progressive improvement. If we can get people out of the park, especially in the cold weather, it's getting increasingly cold. Like I said earlier, there's risk from fires and, and personal injury that can happen. At least we're trying to start somewhere and move people along that spectrum. Um, and if we can get a roof above people's heads, that's a start. Oh, okay. The, um, the, situ- the dangers in that park right now in terms of weapons, people trying to heat their tents, there's a fire hazard down there. Who knows if there could be rats or anything else that could be down there, which typically happens with it in a situation like this. 
this is a city we've spent over a million dollars maintaining this thing down there. Yeah, that, and, and does, what think? Well, think about what what, what would, would you rather have a million dollars spent on? Would you rather have it no. spent on trying to keep maintain some sanitary conditions in an environment that's not designed for it? And, and yes, I'm hearing there are rats down there. And yes, things like the washroom vendors have pulled out because their staff no longer felt comfortable and safe servicing them. So it's been deteriorating. And, and with a million dollars, people say, "Well, I didn't go very far in housing." It's still a lot of money. Um, there's a lot that could be done towards that in terms of you know running additional shelter capacity or getting people um, into some permanent housing. So I don't think it's the best expenditure of money. I think the statement has been made. We know the serious issues we're facing, so let's try to deal with the solutions and stop making a statement. I, I wonder, though, if you took that million dollars that's been spent to maintain this tent city and you dedicated that to some sort of affordable housing or social housing for people, would it even make a dent? Like, if you shut down this tent city tomorrow... Uh, would another one just pop up somewhere else at another park or under another bridge? Well, it's a bit, I mean, we've got huge issues, Mike, and, and I think we all know that. Nobody's sugarcoating it, but you've got to start yeah. somewhere. And I don't think that, you know, blowing a million dollars on people living outdoors makes a lot of sense. I just don't. So and, and I, I think that every every bit counts, and we need to invest as much as we can in affordable housing. But um, saying, well, it's not going to make a difference. Well, a million does here and a little bit does there. And, you know, and you know, BC Housing, again, I said, came to the table with a lot of support. Um, so it's something we need to do with partners, and we have that support. And again, I go back to the fact the part board said no. So my my ask to them is, you know, I'm reaching out is please just say yes. Speaking of City Councillor Sarah Kirby Young, my last question to you, Councillor, is there anything City Hall can do on this file, or is this strictly down to the Park Board? Park Board has full jurisdiction over the 230 parks in the city, so it does squarely sit in, in their court. Um, I think that... Uh, there's not a lot of tools available legislatively to the city right now. Like the city can't go and pursue an injunction on its own. Um, that needs to be done by the Vancouver Park Board. So um, there's there's not a lot, awful lot of tools that we have, um, and that's I think the frustrating part of the situation. Thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me.